2: Presented by X-Insurance.
1: X-Insurance.
2: From the Sig sour Studios. They're never going to stop us here. Here is your host, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting the enemies of freedom. Mark, Mark Walters. Walters.
0: Walters. And here we go. Armed American Radio's Daily Defense. It is garbage day. At the ranch, hey, you know me. Cut that studio sound off in there. The Greg in Dallas, Texas. Here we are, six-hour studios, Crossbreed Holsters, Mike lit up. It's all brought to us today and every day by the Great X Insurance. How are you in Dallas today?
3: I'm just glad I'm at the top of the hill. You you feeling it? Yeah. Yep. I can see the weekend.
0: Yeah. I had Corvette hair today, so uh-huh. I put on my my wife's favorite hat, which is also my favorite hat, the PRG hat. All right. I like this hat. I get a lot of compliments on. It. People say, "What is PRG?" It's Pink Ribbon Girls. My wife's a cancer survivor warrior, right? Oh, all right. So I love the hat. I think it's very cool. So if people want to see the hat in high definition, where would they go to do that, Greg, before we go to our guest, Paul Markle, student of the gun, always provocative.
3: Sure. Yeah, just head on over to armedamericanradio.org or .com, top of that website. You're going to see all the links, one for Watch Live, which is the C mark in 1080p with this PRG hat on. The other's going to be for your listen live. You're out there driving. Uh, There's going to be the podcast link in case you've missed any episode and you need to get caught up. And the shop link if you want to support the show, head over there and pick you something nice up. And if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store. Grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations
0: wham bam pow that puts you in here welcome back guys let's get the party started today paul markle student of the gun stays with me for the hour paul how are you doing today my brother from another mother
2: oh i'm just fantastic fantastic
0: so greg tells me that you were picking your guitar in the background uh pre-show yeah and what kind of guitar is that let's talk let's talk rock and roll for just a moment
2: oh it's it's my ibanez uh, semi hollow body guitar
0: so you know, like Chris plays bread. Ibanez guitars. You know, uh, you know, Paul Stanley's been ripping an Ibanez for years. A Couple custom mm-hmm. ones too. Uh, and I have an Ibanez. I have an an Ibanez, and I love it. But you know, I bought the uh, the Les Paul. Whew. That thing, that thing's pretty cool, Paul.
2: You, Les you're Paul, hooked, aren't you? Paul.
0: I am hooked. Yeah, and I bought a new. Am- I bought a, an orange amp for it. That is just uh <laughs> I, I need to get a bigger one too, just because you always need a bigger one. But today in the mail, I got, and I'm going to hold this up for the camera because I still want to be a rock star when I grow up, right? I've always wanted to be a rock star, but I got these picks in the mail today from Attack Pick, Acoustic Attack, and I was just laughing with my kids because one of them is Glow in the Dark. Uh. And what's, the reason I got that glow-in-the-dark pick in here is because I told my he says, what do you need a glow-in-the-dark pick for? I said, well, because it's going to be part of my stage show, right? When I'm opening up at the Forum, right? And I'm headlining. I'm, I'm going right from headlining. I'm not doing opening act stuff. I'm going right to headlining, dude. Mm-hmm. And part of my stage show is going to be the lights going out. And the only thing you're going to see is I'm crisscrossing the stage just ripping one of my Les Paul guitars. Is this glow in the dark pick? I think it would be pretty cool, don't you? Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. People would have to be kind of close to you to see it, but that's all right. That's all no, right.
0: man, I gotta sue. This is like a nuclear glow in the dark pick, bro. Ah, uh, right.
2: you <laughs> gotta so, be careful with stuff like that.
0: That's my that's my fantasy there. My kids look at me like I'm crazy. My is wife it, just, is
2: it is it tritium? Is it a tritium pick?
0: It is not a tritium pick. No,
2: <laughs>
0: no, but it is nuclear. So that's what you'll see Even if you're in the back row Top, top level You'll see nothing but this guitar pick And you'll just hear me wailing on that Les Paul So, let's get started And every time we have you on the show It gets provocative and I like that I got a phone call from my dad today He said, hey, I listened to your second hour yesterday And that was really good stuff Yesterday I was talking about Is violence ever the answer, right? And it came up because I had a conversation With somebody who has nothing to do with this industry Just someone I know who out of respect I won't name but because of the topic it was the nature of the topic normally people are like, "Oh, say my name on the radio and I just eh, not under this the stuff. the comment was you know your politicians a lot say you know violence is never the answer mm-hmm. as violence seems to be their answer as BLM riots are just peaceful demonstrations to these people but they seem to use violence when it works for them and my response was if violence is never the answer why do we have a very powerful military whose sole function is to provide lots and lots of violence. Because sometimes violence is the is the proper response. And as people who carry firearms for self-defense, isn't the nature of discharging a firearm at another human being in defense of your life a violent response, Paul, by definition, isn't it?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, we have people that like to dance around the issue. You know, people like to dance around the issue, and they like to say that, you know, when, when we... When we use our firearms, we're using justifiable force. And when someone is, is trying to hurt us, they're using violence, which is it's a little semantic. in it's, it's semantics. Argument. That's all it is. It's Thank you. It's semantic in its argument. But the, you, to your point, I, I, yeah, the, the hypocrisy, the hypocrisy of status politicians who have you know they'll say violence is never the answer and we need to you know we need to ban guns and remove guns from the hands of blah 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 blah.
0: but let's send another 30 billion to ukraine
2: yes exactly let's but and if you ask them what do you think about the situation in ukraine they're like oh those brave fearless citizens in ukraine deserve all the support we can give them what support are we giving them oh well we're giving them money what do they just do with that money well, they're buying and ammunition and guns, and it's like, oh, okay. So it's okay for, for you to send U.S. taxpayer dollars overseas so other people can have guns and, quote, unquote, fight for freedom. Uh, I don't know how much fighting for freedom is actually going on in Ukraine. They're just fighting for – they're fighting to support one uh, totalitarian government against a, another – uh, I don't believe that the people of Ukraine are, quote, unquote, they, that's it's, it's certainly not a representative republic. Uh, and if, if you did you mean Ukraine, democracy? Yeah. Yeah.
0: No, but we're going to go there. I'm glad you democracy. said that. Well, I'm glad you said that because we're going to segue to a couple more stories and that's going to come up. I'm glad you said that it fit really well and you didn't even know it. Yeah. He means republic, constitutional republic, ladies and gentlemen. And there are people out there who don't know that. We'll go there in a minute. Go ahead. Please continue your thoughts.
2: No, but it, you know the uh, and the same the exact same politicians that say violence is never the answer uh, don't have a problem with with every law enforcement agency in America having black rifles with selector switches on them.
0: The same ones they don't want us to have.
2: Yeah, what what what's the purpose of that rifle in the in the hands? You know, every time there's any kind of a shooting or whatever, what do they do? they send the cops out to stand on street corners and walk around with rifles in their hands. Um, it's the, it's the illusion of security. It's it's security theater. You know, I, w- I was in Las Vegas after the, uh, <clears throat> the act of terrorism that went down. And, uh, what did they, what did the Vegas PD do? Well, they had cops standing around on all the corners. At uh, all the intersections, mm-hmm. there's cops standing around. What are those cops doing? Were they going to stop anything? Were they no, no? It's security theater, and and they love to roll out the popo with their rifles. They got all their Gucci stuff on. They got their helmets and all that. After it's already over, you know, long after it's over, we're treated to. Cause, so when the news cameras arrive, by the time the news cameras arrive, all of the popos out there, dressed up in their in their you know fancy gear with their rifles standing around so that they can have their pictures taken and they could be on the news. It's security theater. But the same people that want to disarm us that say we're not allowed, we shouldn't have, and weapons of war have no place on our streets. It's like you're, the same people who say that are putting them there. Where do you think cops under, under go? go? Under color of authority. Under, under color, color of, of law yeah they're, they're putting they're putting the weapons of war see and that's the hypocrisy that the media so blatantly ignores
0: well, I don't know that they really ignore it, Paul. they're too stupid to figure out they're even doing it so it's I don't ignoring it is intentional. I don't think the media is intentionally ignoring that I just think the media is too stupid to figure it out' it's, they're engaging in criminal stupidity. Criminal stupidity, I like that. So you know, you've said a couple of phrases here that I like, and so do some folks in the chat. The term "security theater," I like that too. And what well, you know, <laughs> criminal, it, 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 criminal ignorance, right? It is. It's a level of criminal ignorance. Paul, when we come back from the break, I want to segue over to why I brought up that violence is violence, and answer. I spent some time on this in the second hour, and I want to get your opinion on a particular story. Then I want to go to meathead. Rob Reiner, meathead. Now, if you've ever followed this pig on Twitter, he is. If you've ever followed this pig on Twitter, the garbage he puts out. I mean, this guy, just to know that Donald Trump is living in his head to the level and extent that he is, is quite satisfying to me. But he put a tweet (laughs) out today that I want to cover with you that fits really, really well with this topic, because Rob Reiner kind of went there without wenting there, and I'll explain everything when we come back. I think you'll find it as fascinating as I did. We'll be right back with Paul.
7: Daniel Defense firearms are guaranteed for life, trusted worldwide, and designed, engineered, and manufactured right here in America. Daniel Defense, Freedom, Passion, Precision. Freedom, Passion, and
0: Precision. Mark Walters at AAR Ranch in the Six Hour Studios in front of this Crossbreed Holsters. Mike with you. It's all being brought to you by the great X Insurance and all of our partners. Make sure to check them all out at armedamericanradio.com. Let's go back. To the great Paul Markle, student of the gun. I've been looking forward to having you on here. I, I wanted John yesterday, but you were doing taping for your show as well. So let me take this opportunity for you to tell people where they can go, here, what it is you were doing yesterday that kept you out of the studio with me today. It's important oh, for people to find well, you out there.
2: You know, it's called Student of the, the Show's called Student of the Gun, and if you have uh, iHeart Radio, Spotify, iTunes, yeah, any whatever your favorite podcatcher is, we're there. Uh, but the uh, the hub, the central hub, is studentofthegun.com. dot com.
0: Yeah, well, so make sure you go over there, ladies and gentlemen. Paul, you've been at this a long time, like I have. How many years you got under your belt here?
2: Oh, with the student of the gun, yeah. Uh, I, I I wrote the word student of the gun on top of a piece of paper in two thousand and ten, and started developing a TV show. So,
0: so it's about the same. Uh, it's about fourteen years. So I've been fifteen, so we're in our fifteenth year, fourteenth year with you. So it's, it's great longevity. And I was talking yesterday. I'm going to give another shout out. Uh, Tom Gresham over at Gun Talk on, in uh, 2025 will be celebrating his 30th year on the airwaves. I and mean, it's just phenomenal. Just an incredible run. And dare I say that none of us would likely be here were it not for Gun Talk breaking a barrier all of those years ago that opened up this genre. It really did. And uh, congratulations to Tom, who's a, a very good friend of mine. Uh, Paul, uh, I I like the segues I'm getting ready to do here. It just kind of works really well, and I've been looking forward to getting your opinion on this. What brought up my comments on violence yesterday, I used a firearm to defend myself. I pulled a firearm to defend myself from two potential attackers who were turning their attention from someone else toward me back in 2002. Pulling the firearm can be considered an act of violence. In fact, if I were to pull a firearm on someone and say, give me all of your money, put your hands up, that would be considered an act of violence. Maybe the in conjunction with the words, is it an act of violence if I pull the firearm and say, get away from me, you're threatening my life, I'm in fear for my life. Is it still an act of violence? Yeah, yeah, it can be defined as that, couldn't it? Now, help me out here.
2: Well, it, it is a threat of. It is, it is me indicating to you that if you don't cease and desist your current behavior, that there will be violence, um, you know, coming your way.
0: That the law yeah. will come down on my side, on consuming. everything is above board. So therefore, that act of violence is in fact justified. Yes. So violence yes. is now justifiable,
2: we, right? Oh yeah. Well, the, the people who say it's not, you say, well, you're a liar. And they're like, no, I'm not. And they're like, yes, you are. You're you're a liar. And you could go down, I mean, you could easily go down the line and say, well, what did you, so you, were you in favor of the uh, concentration, the Nazi concentration camps? And they're like, no, of course, are you insane? What a stupid thing to say. It's like, well, how did we shut down the camps? Did we shut, down, did we, did we shut down the camps with uh, Neville Chamberlain in a strongly worded letter? No. We bombed the ever-loving crap out of them. We bombed them into the Stone Age, and we sent tens and hundreds of thousands of men with tanks and rifles and submachine guns and everything else and artillery. We sent George Patton over there, and George Patton was highly skilled uh, at the art of violence, and uh, we stopped it. it, it no, without I it. violence, it would have kept going.
0: Yeah, I I watched a documentary on Iwo Jima last night from History Channel. I eat that stuff up, particularly the battle at Iwo, which is some they had some very rare footage and it was all colorized. It was really something to see. Thirty six days of total violence, total violence that killed all but about 200 of the 20 plus thousand Japanese defenders of the island. Tens of thousands of US casualties including 6 to 7,000 dead. violence and violence is what ended the violence, right? You see you see where we're going with this ladies and gentlemen? Okay? Sometimes it takes violence to end violence. Now, let me bring that that's macro level there, okay? When you're talking about a battle like Iwo Jima. That's macro stuff. Let's go micro. Now, here's what I discussed yesterday. And that was the young woman in Uh, Where was she? Uh, Wake County, North Carolina. 49-year-old Stephen McClam, I guess, picked a fight in a road rage incident with this woman who was having none of it. She tried everything to get away, found herself in a parking lot. The individual who was not leaving her alone was the aggressor. Tried to get into her car in the parking lot when she pulled a firearm as a last resort and buried the guy done
1: click click Killed boom him.
0: boom All right and as awr hawkins would say and as you would agree uh, he went to work and that's that was she went to work and that was that so note to mom he will not be home for dinner moving on okay completely 100 percent justified as the district attorney lauren freeman explained so this is truly an act of violence that is 100 percent justified now did you? Are you familiar with that case? Do you want to tack anything onto that before I go to Rob Reiner? Because I'm going to tie this all together.
2: No, I, I, I'm not familiar with it, but, uh, you, know, you know, hey, man, nice shot.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I think we agree with AWR in that case, who would make the statement. Uh, so uh, she, you know, pulled her gun and went to work, and that was that. He went to work, um, and that's that. Note to mom, he will not be home for dinner.
1: Okay. Note to mom, he will not be home for dinner, and uh, that's it. So, moving on.
2: And that is that
0: embodies the Second Amendment. That's what the Second Amendment is all
2: about. And well, the perpetrator this, brought about his own demise through his actions.
0: Well, as you've heard me say, and you and I have talked about privately and publicly many times, if you attempt to deprive another human being of the right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you give up or lose your right to all three of the above instantly. And if your death results from the action someone is taking because you are attempting to deprive them of their right to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Too bad for you. You earned it. You got what you deserved, and you should have picked another line of work. Zero sympathy here from this radio host, and I I think you share that sentiment, right?
2: Dude, uh, Pope John Paul said that. John Paul II affirmed it. He said, taking of life, even, you know, Uh, People bring about their own demise, and it's not your fault that they brought about their own demise.
0: An eye for an eye?
2: Oh, he didn't say that, but... uh, but, Well, that's biblical, right? Yeah, that's biblical. An uh, eye for an eye.
0: I mean, the the, the Bible is, is chock full of these type of examples. Now, let me go. I'm staying on the violence issue. I set that up for you, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what we talked about yesterday. It was a provocative conversation. When we come back from this break, I'm going to take you to a tweet that was sent by meathead Rob Reiner. Uh, Rob Reiner, if you are old enough to remember, was meathead Gloria's Archie Bunker's son in law, his daughter's husband. On the absolute classic show, All in the Family, which today, dare I say, the networks are probably too wimpy to run and too stupid to understand the comedic genius that that show was. But when we come back, I want to go to this tweet from Rob Reiner, who tweets out all day long Trump derangement syndrome tweets and a bunch of hatred all day long. When we come back, I'll read you the tweet. And we'll get some comments from, of course, Paul Markle, student of the gun. I think you'll find it quite fascinating. We'll be right back. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Uh, welcome back to the show indeed. Mark Walter sitting here at AAR Ranch in the Six Hour Studios in front of this powerful and platinum crossbreed holsters microphone. It's great to be with you today. It always is. It's all being brought to you by X Insurance. Hope you're enjoying the program as much as we enjoy bringing you the program every single day. Day. We're talking with Paul Markle, student of the gun. We've got a decent long segment here, Paul. Let's jump back into this. So I set that up with the, you know, the whole violence thing. It's a fascinating topic. And I want to go to Rob Reiner, who I have absolutely zero respect for. This guy is a kook, and imbecile. He is a progressive communist Marxist. He hates this country. And he is a Hollywood buffoon. And from what I understand, he's also taken more than one trip to Epstein Island. Okay. So you make up your mind about whatever you want with that nonsense. But you see his name on a number of lists out there. I believe they're real. He tweeted today, Paul. Now, keep in mind, he normally tweets out nothing but pure hatred of anybody who doesn't think like him. That means any conservative of any topic. But he is a prolific Donald Trump hater. And he's he's vile with his tweets. He is uh, suffering from TDS. And as I said before, I love knowing and I'm sure Donald Trump does, too, knowing that this goofball commie has got Donald Trump living in his head rent free to the extent that he does. He put out today a tweet, not since the Civil War has our democracy been in such danger of being destroyed. It's going to take all of us and then in parentheses, Republicans, Democrats and independents who live in the real world to stand up and defend it. Now, I respond to him every time he puts a tweet out. I think you meant Republic. You must have forgot. You do that a lot. must be your TDS acting up, meathead. Those are my responses to him every time he says democracy. Paul, is there a threat in that tweet from this guy?
2: You know, you have to. You have to. You can only one can only assume what he thinks threat is. And you could say to him, you're Right never in the history of this nation has one political party mm-hmm. used the legal system to as as their uh as their tool to attack and and publicly attack and destroy their political opponents for political gain um, and then the use of that system has just gotten i mean let's 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 all be honest you know government has always used government to advance itself you know they Richard Nixon was famously used the, uh, the IRS to target his enemies. And, and the Democrats decried it, how horrible it was that he would do that. And then they turn around and they do the exact same thing. So the, the, the answer is not Democrat or Republican. The answer is the federal government is too big. They have too much money and they have too much power. They have more money and they have more power than they were ever intended to have. And it's not going to get better. They're not going to fix themselves. But when meatheads talking about like the threat to our democracy, they love to say Our threat to our democracy. Heck, that's the talking point that they handed to every local Channel Five news outlet, coast to coast. You've heard it. I've heard it. When uh, when they decided that uh, that people going online. To question the government narrative was a threat to our democracy. Um, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure you've seen that montage of the talking heads coast to coast reading from the exact same script.
0: Oh, pick a topic. Yes, of course. Saying the word.
2: In in unison, threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy, threat to our democracy. Uh, That's what they love to say. Of course, nobody ever says what is a democracy or the fact that the United States is not a democracy and never has been for one single day. Uh, He's talking, you know, the the people who read Rob Reiner tweets are they're all Kool-Aid drinkers. They're all the the lowest common denominator. Uh, and, And they're not the people who care to even understand that the United States is not a democracy and never has been. And that democracies always fail. And and the truth is, is the term democracy is one of the greatest lies that's ever been perpetrated on the people of planet Earth.
0: Yeah, let me read you something, ladies and gentlemen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the democracy for which it stands. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Let me start that over. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Is the word democracy in there at all? I mean, I made a mistake, Paul. just assumed it was, but it wasn't. It's to the republic for which it stands. These people don't understand it. What I felt was interesting about the tweet from that bonehead meathead over there today was... Roseanne Barr responded to him. Glad to see you're finally coming around, Rob. Now, there's a lot of sarcasm in that response. Because, like you, I could agree with this tweet. We're just thinking different. (laughs) We're just thinking opposite ends of the spectrum here. Because we do stand ready to defend it. Go ahead.
2: He thinks, he believes, free thinkers, people who don't accept the, 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 the prescribed narrative, those are the threat people who won't wear the you know let's just go back one year people who won't wear the mask people who won't get the shot people who won't you know social distance people who think it was a bad idea to destroy the economy right, people right. who think that it was a bad idea to uh, to ticket and fine and arrest people for going outside those are the threat those people are the threats i was just treated today to a. Uh, you know, somebody uh, they put together a montage of all the the Hollywood elitists talking about how the uh, those who refused to take the shot were were what they could plague rats who couldn't be trusted, and right, that right, right. and everyone's favorite socialist Arnold Schwarzenegger saying "screw your freedom." Hey, really? that was pretty good, Arnie? Paul. Really, screw that- my freedom. You know, that's the thing is, is a socialist. He's a socialist who came to the United States of America and exploited the Republican system. He exploited the capitalist system to become uber rich. And then when he became uber rich, he decided that that's like all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the people who thought it was okay for you to be confined in your home or or thought it was okay for your small business that you had literally your life savings in to be shuttered and destroyed. They don't have a problem with that. They're all sitting on a million dollars. They they don't have a problem. They don't see what your problem is.
0: Well, wait a minute. If your business isn't essential, I mean, come on, Paul. They were just doing the right thing. They were just telling you that Walmart was essential, but not your store. Yeah.
2: Yeah your coffee shop's not essential but target is yeah, well, yeah. the same the same people th- this is the, the the definition of irony for you the same people who want to spout the the essential non-essential and you're non-essential so you need to just stay home and and uh, close your business and go bankrupt and mortgage you know you know lose your house and all that That's okay. They're the same ones that want you to cry with them over their strike. They they want you to be, to be concerned that they're not getting their fair wage.
1: Yeah. I,
0: um, I read that tweet maybe a little bit differently than others do. Because, I've I have followed this idiot doing what he's doing for years. And when I saw that, when I when I saw to stand up and defend it, I'm wondering what he means by that. Is he telling us that there's that the left is ready to do violence to defend our democracy against <laughs> people? like? Is that what he's saying? Right. You know, I can't get inside his head. Don't want to get inside his head. But nonetheless, um, I thought it, I thought it was interesting. When we come back, we've got another segment with the great Paul Markle, student of thegun.com, student of com. We'll be right back with Paul.
7: This segment of Armed American Radio's Daily Defense is being brought to you by Daniel Defense. Visit DanielDefense.com. Now, back to the show.
0: Now, back to the show. Welcome back indeed. Mark Walters here at AAR Ranch in the Sig Hour Studios in front of the Crossbreed Holsters microphone. It's all being brought to you by X-Insurance. Please go out of your way. Visit all of our partners. Pick up the cooling pillow from MyPillow.com. They've been with us for years. Support them. I just bought a My Pillow topper a full-size topper the other day i use the same promo code aar do the same thing support these companies that support us every single day that's how this equation works it's why we're here and it's why we're getting ready to start 15 years we're going to hit a 15 year anniversary in april and then on to 16 that's the way it works welcome back in paul markle student of the gun I'll let you have the last word on the Rob Reiner thing. I, I think the connection there was kind of interesting. Just remember, it's FCC control, dude. Okay?
2: No, I, I, I stopped. I stopped having any regard for what that imbecile has to say a long time ago. Um, yeah, he, he's proven himself to be mentally unstable and unhinged, and. And, and, you know, the, like I said, I, I believe the only people that actually put stock in what he says or tweets or whatever are, are the, uh, you know, the, the vegans with the uh, malnourished brains who don't have any the mental capacity to form a, a rational thought anyway. So, yeah, I'm not so really concerned about that.
0: Moving on, right? Moving on. All right, let's move on away from that. Did you see where the Ninth Circuit panel found knives or arms protected by the Second Amendment?
2: No. It's amazing that that we have to wait around for judges in black robes to explain to us things that we already know.
0: What does arms mean to you? <laughs>
2: go for it. I, I know, I mean, you, know you, could, you could go The right to, to keep and air. bear arms means what? Yeah. You could go back to the, you know, the, the Webster's Dictionary definition of arms. And, you know, you could I, I you remember the old the old hardcover dictionaries we had in elementary school and we needed to look up a word.
0: Oh, yeah. And, and I remember and Encyclopedia they, Britannica's and card catalogs and libraries, too.
2: Well, the, in, in the dictionaries, they used to have the little the, the black and white pencil drawings, uh, uh, you know, to help you. Remember that, right? You know, Say that one more time. The, the what now? In, in the dictionaries, you know, the old like the uh, you know the Webster's, the Merriam Webster's dictionary, the hardback ones that you had in elementary school. If you like to look up a word, often in the in the dictionary there was a little uh, black and white pencil drawing, a little pencil yeah, yeah, drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're going back. Oh yeah, and so like if you looked up arms, you, you would see old. something like like a lance or a pole arm. Remember the pole arm? Mm-hmm. You know, they'll uh, an arm is anything that, that can be used, you know, in, in combat or warfare or, uh, you know, self-defense or whatever, however you want to put it. And it, it could be literally anything. And when our you know people say, oh, well, our founders, you know, the, one of my favorite things is uh, that uh, the, the the lie of the left that the, the Second Amendment was written so that the National Guard would be allowed to have rifles. And I was like, the U.S. Army National Guard. And I'm like, yeah. I was like, the the organization that did not exist in 1791.
0: You got to explain it, Paul. There's there's a lot of low common denominators out there. Speaking yeah, of low yeah. common denominators, let me segue over to uh, Giffords. Giffords. I, I was all over Twitter today. I don't know why. Twitter angers me. But I went there just for blanks and grins today because David Hogg has got this new project out. He's been touting. Oh, no, we should all be scared. He formed his own pack. Ooh,
2: we're worried about David Hogg. Yeah, not I'm not sure worried he, about I'm sure he did. I'm sure yeah. that's exactly what happened. I'm sure he formed it. He's yeah. not like, he's not a puppet.
0: Yeah, her, he's yeah. he's going to change the world all by himself with his, you know, Harvard degree. Not going to happen, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. Nobody's worried about David Hogg. But Giffords put out a tweet eight hours ago today. Nine years ago today, Michael Brown was shot and killed by a police officer in Ferguson, Missouri. He was 18 and unarmed. Law enforcement failed, Michael, just as it failed too many more times since to protect black lives. We must ensure public safety is a right Not a privilege. Good Lord. We need a whole hour for this tweet. My response was simple. Michael Brown was a criminal punk who just ripped off a store and was trying to disarm a police officer. You suck. Tell the truth for once. Boy, the Giffords organization wants to ensure public safety as a right. That's why I carry a gun. Paul, take it away. You've got three minutes. I'll let you have it.
2: Oh that the just the insanity of that whole thing the upside down (laughs) contortionist insanity of that. So so let me get this straight. So you want to at the same time you want to say that law enforcement failed him they failed him and and it was because you know the 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 systemic racism that's rampant throughout American policing so at the same time when you're trying to convince us that there's a systemic racism throughout and I'm not saying there is I'm not saying I agree with her but that's her statement is that the police can't be trusted so what we need to do is we need to disarm this is the Giffords you know take away everybody's guns campaign so we need to disarm the people, and the only people left armed will be the government, which is the police. So on one hand, the police can't be trusted; they failed us. Uh, they're systemically racist, uh, and it's it's throughout, and it's, it's you know it's a it's an epidemic. So the people we can't trust are the only ones that should be allowed to have guns and the people who who are completely innocent in this whole Michael Brown situation those people should be disarmed. Is that that's what we're getting here. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. It's almost as if these people is like do you not hear the words coming out of your own mouth? Do you not read the words that you write? And or the other question is do you think we're all as stupid as you well well, here you know that's a
0: let me let me let me me go to that point do they think we're all as stupid as they are they think we're all stupid they don't equate their own stupidity as a part of that they think we're stupid that's why they put this stuff out now do they really think we're stupid I, i can only draw that conclusion because of what they say There's no other way to interpret some of the things they say. Coming from a gun grabber organization, what I see in this tweet is a whole lot of virtue signaling. The whole lie. Remember, it was Michael Brown. The whole lie, hands up, don't shoot. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Michael Brown didn't have his hands up. And that's not what happened. He was trying to disarm the cop. That's why the cop's not in jail.
2: Broken orbital bone in his face from Michael Brown punching him.
0: Yeah, the whole thing is a lie. So you can only draw that conclusion that they just truly believe that you are stupid. It's the only conclusion that you can draw. It's the only logical conclusion you can come to. Paul, uh, as much as I hate to say this, we're coming to the logical conclusion of this show today because, well, the time yep. gets away from us. So thank yep. you for being here, brother. I, I appreciate it very Thanks much. For having- Oh, it's always a pleasure. com. That's the great Paul Markle. We call him the professor. Paul Markle, student of the gun. And I believe he will be at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. And if he's going to be at the Gun Rights Policy Conference, you too can be at the Gun Rights Policy Conference and meet me and Paul. And all the rest of the bunch, they'll all be there in Phoenix, September 22nd through the 24th. It's going to be a lively, lively discussion. That much I can promise you. We've got a whole bunch of new studio equipment that we're working on today, ladies and gentlemen. So enjoy the next hour of Armed American Radio as we move into the next millennium here with some very cool stuff. And Armed American Radio, we'll see you in the next hour and we'll be back again tomorrow. Enjoy your break. We'll see you in just a few minutes.